is a person, even with loads of time and common sense, able to understand and process every reference. How do you keep up? How do you look smarter when your friend sings Hey Jude and then quotes The Godfather? Yo! Turns out you have a secret weapon to awesome hosts you know and love who are unafraid to step in. We're constantly explaining, defining, we do it fast. Everyone give it up for your favorite pop culture podcast, PCF! was just great i'm seriously just geeking out it was so good <laughs> yeah you, you can just call me eminem <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> I, uh, my, a couple of my friends know that i'm um i'm trying to learn lose yourself <laughs> i do this when when i first got into hamilton i was like rapping the lyrics in the shower like trying to get it all down mm-hmm. um and now i'm doing <laughs> eminem but anyway i i'm sure i sound terrible but i no. like super enjoying no, it no you sounded Perhaps great I'm awesome um i don't know i might want to we might have to use that every week from now on I love it. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't guessed, we are talking about Hamilton this week. Yay. And Shannon's so excited. So excited. Spoiler, I'm going to be Hamilton for Halloween. And if you've seen Limo, so I have to like fake a beard too and put my hair up and do, yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to pull it off. Yep, you are. It's going to be so good. Um, so let's start off with our media of the week segment. So Shannon, what have you been reading or watching or listening to this week? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I always cheat. I'm going to cheat again. (laughs) (laughs) So we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. So I wanted to Mm -hmm. find something to talk about that I know is coming up (laughs) and I'm going to be watching. Um, but maybe I've talked about it before. Um, I volunteered the Sundance Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done it for the past several years. Um, and while most people are like looking forward to summer blockbuster movies, I feel like over the summer, all the things that came out at Sundance are now coming out at actual theaters over the summer. Um, and so there are a lot of things that I saw at Sundance that I really liked and there are things that I missed. And so I'm catching up with, um, just a few things to note. I'll make it brief. Um, I recently saw the writer, which is so fantastic. Um, it's, based on it's fictionalized but it's this guy's actual story of how um he did rodeos and got thrown off a horse and had this really bad head injury and so he's not supposed to be riding or training horses dealing with horses at all um but that's his whole life and so he's like what do i do from here um it's really like raw and authentic and great yeah um, I saw RVG at Sundance um which is a doc about Ruth Bader Ginsburg um and whatever your political affiliation, I feel like she's someone who's really admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was cool learning more about her. Um, I have to mention, because we're talking about Hamilton today, um, David Diggs, who plays Thomas Love Jefferson in Lafayette. Um, he's my favorite on the cast. <laughs> um, he wrote a film with his friend called Blind Spotting. Um, and that was my favorite film the whole festival. Um, he sees, um, well, he and his friend, they grew up in Oakland, so it's kind of based on their lives a little bit, but um, David sees a man get shot by the police, um, and he was unarmed, and so it's kind of him, like, dealing with that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, also has Peggy in it, <laughs> Jess and Cephas Jones, so that's fun. Um, 
I could keep going. <laughs> I don't know. They're searching with John Cho, which is all done on his computer, like oh. the whole film. Um, he um, He's searching for his daughter who's gone missing. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on HBO now is The Tale. Um, so you can watch that right now. Um, it's with Laura Dern, and it's super heavy. Um, but it's about the director... Um, when she was 13, had a sexual relationship with a much older man, and mm. she's trying to... So Laura Dern plays her, and it's she's grappling with um, whether that was assault or what yeah. she needs to do about that now. Um, heavy stuff, but, like, so impactful and great, especially with the Me Too movement. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so cheating. There's a lot of things you should go out and watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, sorry, can we just move the microphone a little bit more, like, in front of your mouth? There yep. you go. Perfect. I'm not um, loud enough. No, you're great. Um, but yeah, cool. What am I doing? I am. So I actually. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the most recent thing that I uh, that I listened to was Hamilton in preparation for this, and uh, so I'm finally on, I'm on a real high right now, guys. It's great. Um, I'm really. You're gonna be into it, it now. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're gonna live and breathe. Hamilton. I mean, seriously, yes. I go through these peaks and valleys where I get very obsessive about one like thing in particular, and I I already know this is gonna be yeah, my this thing. Yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. Cool. Yeah. So oh talk my. to us about Hamilton. Oh my Shannon. gosh. Share your wisdom and go. insight. <laughs> I'm already feeling overwhelmed with the sheer amount of information I want to share. Um, I'll try to like <laughs> not go overboard. Um, so just some. Pers- production notes on it like how Hamilton was created how it came to be this huge Broadway hit um yeah so (laughs) starting out the driving force behind this um is Lin-Manuel Miranda the Mm -hmm. writer star uh, of Hamilton Mm -hmm. um I'm now completely obsessed (laughs) so I'm sorry if I keep gushing I almost wanted to make this episode like just Lin-Manuel Miranda and all of his (laughs) virtues um but he's excellent. Um, and so this play started out where he, um, so he had written another really successful Broadway play uh, called In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about kind of based on him growing up in Washington Heights. Um, it's also like a hip hop rap speak through musical like Hamilton is. Um, so he, that was successful. It won the Tony for best musical, all that was doing great there and so he goes on vacation from the show and he picks up a biography about Alexander Hamilton written by Ron Chernow um he's written stuff about Washington and a lot of really popular books about the founding fathers Mm -hmm. um that book is now he's now like raking in the money because <laughs> they even put on the book like this is where Hamilton started so everyone wants to read the book yeah. um it's this massive thing about Alexander Hamilton's life um so Lynn's reading this large book on vacation um he I so I actually saw Lynn when he came to a conference in town um I was very far back, so he was, like, teeny. But um, he talked about how he read this book, and he Googled hip-hop Hamilton musical, thinking that someone else must have done this before. Um, because instantly when he read about Hamilton, he thought he's a big... Lin-Manuel's a big fan of hip-hop and Broadway and grew up on all of that. And so he thought, like, he is, like, the great hip-hop artist. <laughs> um, this is... And we'll get into, like, Hamilton's whole story, but, like... He um, was an orphan in the Caribbean, and he wrote his way out of his situation, just like rappers like write about all of the things that have happened in their lives. And anyway, so well, and particularly, it's like 
direct ties to Lin-Manuel Miranda himself. Like, yeah. grew up in Puerto Rico, yep. rode his way to prominence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sure he identified with Hamilton, but was like, man, like, there's this connection with things I know. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, and it was just riveted by this book. And so um, he gets this idea that he's going to, like, take that Hamilton story and turn it into um, a concept album called the Hamilton Mixtape. So it didn't start out as a Broadway show, um, but he was just going to do, like, different songs and um, kind of tell his life story through hip-hop and rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's doing that. Um, I guess the next milestone here is in 2009. Um, Lynn was invited to perform... Um, at the White House, this thing they were doing, like, spoken word and poetry. Anyway, um, all these artists came and performed there. And he was invited to perform from In the Heights, but he was like, well, I've got a song. <laughs> I've got Alexander Hamilton, and I'm going to perform it. So we pre- performed the first version. Um, it's a little bit different in the play, um, but the first song, Alexander Hamilton, where it's Aaron Burr explaining uh, the life, like the upbringing of Alexander Hamilton. Um, and he got a standing ovation, um, including from the Obamas and Michelle Obama. You can see this on YouTube, him perform this song and Michelle is like snapping along (laughs) to it. Um, so it was, that was very popular. Um, and then somewhere along the line, like he took a year writing that song and a year writing the next song, um, My Shot from the show. Um, and somewhere and at that time, like, people that he had worked with before in the Heights were like, this is a Broadway show. Um, <laughs> this isn't just an album. Like, this this needs to be on Broadway. And when you see Lynn perform it, you kind of get, like, the performance behind it is half the power. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became a show. <laughs> um, took several years. And I can, as we go through, like, the play, I'll mention other things about um, the scenery and the costumes and things like that, but, um, it all kind of came together. Um, it was first performed at the public theater in New York city off Broadway. Um, I'm trying to remember when exactly that was, but 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, Let's see when it was only supposed to last for like a couple of months. It was extended twice. It was so popular. Um, And obviously then it went to Broadway because it was selling out through its whole run. Um, And yeah, it's been kind of a smash ever since. Um, I'll get into other accolades once we go through (laughs) the play. Um, But yeah, that was kind of the start. So got anything else there? Should we just get into it? Well, I did want to correct myself. I said that Lin-Manuel Miranda grew up in Puerto Rico. That is not true. He his has, dad. His dad did. Yep. Puerto Rican. Yes. Sorry, I didn't sorry. know that. Well, that, is, that was Sorry, that Louise was my bad. Miranda. And I, his dad I love you, like... Lin, so I do not want you, like, thinking that I'm... Anyway. <laughs> and, the, and his dad is, like, as recognizable as Lin. Yeah. Because <laughs> his dad and his mom, like, go with him. Like, the mm-hmm. Tonys that um, happened not too long ago. Like, yep. his parents went with him, and his dad had a Hamilton, like, tie. <laughs> anyway, they're very supportive and adorable. So, yeah, yeah his dad... Um, I don't, I guess Lynn like related to like his dad was an immigrant who came and worked super hard and mm-hmm. he was kind of um, amazed by like a lot of our founding fathers were immigrants that came into the country and worked harder than everyone else because that's what you had to do and yeah. um, found success that way. Yeah. So. Cool. Great. That's it. Talk about. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Start. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, so go back to one. <laughs> um, so. 
Oh, I'll say for those who haven't heard it, um, I kind of wanted to make this interesting for people who um, both know nothing about this play and people who know the songs but haven't seen it or people who have seen it but just want to know more about how it was created and different things. Um, so we'll just tell you now that Hamilton is a speak-through musical, so if you happen to listen to any of it, um, you'll like get the whole play just from listening to the album. Basically, there's not really spoken dialogue in between the songs like most plays. Mm -hmm. um, so you can jump right in and get most of it if you can't find tickets to the mm -hmm. show. Um, so the first song is Alexander Hamilton. Um, should we actually play like a yeah. little bit of that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that would be great. Okay. And the world's gonna know your name What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton My name is Alexander Hamilton And there's a million things I haven't done But just you wait Just you wait Woo! Woo! <laughs> Way to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, basically, all of the other characters in the show kind of talk about Al Alexander Hamilton's life before he comes to what is now the United States. Um, he was born in the Caribbean. Um, he was abandoned by his father when he was 10 years old. Um, he and his mother got really sick when he was 12 years old, and she passed away, um, but he survived. Um, basically, the impression you get is this kid was very smart, very hardworking. Um, he, yeah, they placed him in charge of a trading charter <laughs> when he was 14. Um, so they talk about all that. Um, then the big event here is that when he was 17 years old, a hurricane uh, destroyed his town. And he um, decided to write about it. Um, and his article about this event got published. And people, and there, I don't know if we played that line, but... Um, he it's a he put a pencil to his temple connected it to his brain um which i love as a writer so much um but the people were like so moved by what he wrote about the hurricane and thought man like he he's so intelligent and all this that um they took a collection and got him enough money to send him to the americas so he could get his education um and so then we see Hamilton. He arrives in New York by ship. Um, this point, I'll just say um, quickly, like a word about the scenery of the show is all. Um, so the inspiration for actually read part of it. They thought about like the Capitol building or buildings. If you saw the inside of it, like the dome, how the rafters would kind of look. Mm. Um, but it also looks like ships. And so the scene. Um, whatever you would scene designer, I guess, <laughs> um, figured out that the carpenters that were building places in America actually started out on like building ships. And oh. so he had this image of like, they took apart their ships and built these buildings. And so the whole thing kind of looks like it's just wood and rafters, but it kind of looks like, you know, America in the early stages of it being built or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's really neat. Um, so then we have that. Um, he, then we move on to Aaron Burr. So we have 1776, New York City. Um, Alexander Hamilton meets uh, Aaron Burr, which right at the beginning too, you, if you don't know American history, Aaron Burr shoots Alexander Hamilton and kills him. Um, that's set up right from the beginning. <laughs> um, so we go to when they first meet. Hamilton seeking out Aaron Burr because um, he, Burr finished college in two years 
And it, Hamilton wants to do the same thing because he wants to join the revolution um, really quickly and make his mark. Um, finds out Burr is also an orphan like Hamilton is. So you'll see throughout the play that their journey kind of is parallel for a long time. Um, they're both orphans. They both become lawyers. Like they follow a similar track for a long time. Um, so Hamilton's all gung-ho and is ready to study and um, fight in this upcoming war and all that. Um, and Aaron Burr advises Hamilton um, that he needs to talk less, smile more. Um, and Aaron Burr's whole thing is you don't let anyone know what your position is because then you're cool with everyone. <laughs> like always stay neutral because you don't know what side's going to win and which is going to lose. So it's better to just remain neutral. Um, so he goes out um, for a drink with Burr and they meet um, a bunch of guys that <laughs> are going to become Hamilton's buddies through the rest of the play. So we have Marquis de Lafayette. Um, he's the French military officer. Um, Hercules Mulligan, who is a tailor's apprentice, but later turns spy. <laughs> um, and then John Lawrence, who's an abolitionist. Um, and in, I have a book where Lynn annotates the play. And at this point he says, this whole situation is like Harry meeting, Harry Potter meeting Draco first, <laughs> um, how he meets kind of his enemy and then goes and meets his real friends. <laughs> um, so it's the situation. <laughs> like he's never really in the same mindset as Burr, but um, all these guys become his friends. Um, Cause they're also like really excited about the revolution. Um, so yeah, then I guess we move into my shot. Yeah, <laughs> um, which we should play some of that. Yep. Yes. All right, here it is. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm gonna get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge. I'm a diamond in the rough. A shiny piece of coal trying to reach my goal My power of speech unimpeachable Only 19 but my mind is older These New York City streets get cold I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage I've learned to manage I don't have a gun to brandish I walk these streets famished The plan is to fan this spark into a flame But damn it's getting dark so let me spell out the name I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R We are meant to be A colony that runs in playing <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> so good um yeah so hamilton so in like broadway terms this is the i want song mm -hmm. um so a lot of broadways have a song where the main character explains their like deepest desire and that's kind of the desire that drives the rest of the show um and so in this case hamilton is just desperate to like raise his position to be part of the revolution to make a name for himself to establish his legacy um so that's what he talks about so as opposed to burr uh they tell burr if you stand for nothing burr what do you fall for um and so burr who doesn't want to stand for anything hamilton like is very strongly standing <laughs> for what he believes in um and so he joins the revolutionaries uh, that we met um, and then they sing a song called The Story of Tonight, which is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, they toast the revolution and then talk about how um, basically they're willing to fall for their country and for this cause. Um, sing Raise a Glass to Freedom. It's really 
nice and then um really i just want to rush into skylar sisters can we play a little yeah. bit of that one okay sorry we'll try not to play everything but like <laughs> there are so many songs at the beginning that yeah. you have to hear here we go there's nothing rich folks love more than going downtown and slumming it with the poor they pull up in their carriages and gawk at the students in the common just to watch them talk. Take Philip Schuyler, the man is loaded. Uh-oh, but little does he know that his daughters, Peggy, Angelica, Eliza, sneak into the city just to watch all the guys. It work, work. Angelica, work, work. Eliza, and Peggy, work, work. the Skyler sisters. Angelica, Peggy, work. Eliza, work. Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're introduced to the Schuyler sisters, um, who are daughters of like an aristocrat. Basically, they're very well off um, in the colonies at this point. Um, we have Angelica, who um, is very intelligent, quick-witted. Um, she's like similar to Hamilton, really. Um, she's a feminist. Uh, there's a great line. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just say um, she talks about when I meet Thomas. Well, I guess how it goes. Um, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And when I meet Thomas Jefferson, I'm going to compel him to include women in the sequel. Yeah. Um, so gotta love the strong women in this. I know. (laughs) They're all so great. great. Um, and they sing in this song, we're looking for a mind at work, work. Um, (laughs) so she's looking for someone who's going to challenge her. Um, and then you have Eliza, who is kind of the sweeter, more soft-spoken <laughs> sister, um, but really, like, just as intelligent and wonderful. Um, she's very hopeful. Um, this whole song, too, is a love letter to New York City, the greatest city in the world. Um, and so, anyway, you kind of get that impression. And then you have Peggy, <laughs> the, like, the other sister, um, and is kind of the joke of, of the bunch, which is a little sad. <laughs> she's, the only thing we really get from her in this is that, like, she's the warrior yeah. of them. Um, they're not supposed to be downtown, and so she's like, we need to get out, and, oh, this war is happening, and I don't like it. Um, anyway, so we're introduced to them. Um, basically, my dream is for Destiny's Child to perform this song because I compared the Skylar sisters to, I mean, Angelica's the Beyonce, and we can yeah. find her Michelle and Kelly and who they are, but um, yeah. Yep. Um, so then we move to um, a song where we have this British loyalist, uh, Samuel Seabury, who is preaching against the revolution, and um, he has this paper that like, is actually a thing that exists and they repeat words from. Um, Hamilton, throughout it, like, kind of interrupts him. This, uh, it's hard to convey, like, really well how smart some of these lines are. Um, yeah. But Hamilton, like, sings over the top of Seabury. And they, like, mesh in weird places. Yeah. And, like, so I was going to read, like, a little bit. He, um, so Seabury says, Heed not the rabble who scream revolution. They have not your interests at heart. And Hamilton, at the same time, says... He'd have you all unravel at the sound of screams, but the revolution is coming. The have-nots are going to win this. Um, It goes a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's just so smart. Um, And so, again, we can see that Hamilton's always, like, the fast-talking one, the outspoken one. Um, (laughs) He's going to stand up for what he believes in. Um, And then we go to a message from the king, (laughs) King George III. Okay, I love (laughs) the king's stuff. Sorry. (laughs) Um, In... In... 
a play about American history. Did you really expect, like, King George to show up? Um, and it was such a perfect, like, spot-on characterization of him yes. like, in the context of this play. Um, should we play it? Yeah, I think okay. we got to play a little bit out. Right. <laughs> Jonathan Groff, man. Yeah. <laughs> The price of my love is not a price that you're willing to pay You cry in your tea which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away Now you're making me mad Remember despite our estrangement I'm your man. All right, we'll leave it's it there. So <laughs> my, um, my favorite is when he says that he'll uh, kill your friends and family to remind you of yes. his love. <laughs> like, oh. That is the best. Um, and in reading a little bit more about this, um, so Lynn like, wrote the words, but with the music he worked with, um, Alex... Uh, Alex... Lynn, Macklemore? Okay, I'm going to say Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's wrong. Um, lackety lack is what I call him. Anyway, um, he, um, like, the way they orchestrated the song <laughs> is um, around, like, Beatles and, like, British bands that sang love songs. <laughs> um, anyway, it's so good. <laughs> um, so we have that little bit. And then um, if you've seen the play, so like Jonathan Groff, whoever's playing him, kind of comes out, sings a little song, and then like leaves. And that's it. And he barely moves. He like will just kind of twitch his head as he sings it or tap his foot. Or, um, it's really great. Such a perfect like kind of childish, slightly deranged yeah. like thing, which is so perfect for Absolutely. King <laughs> Um So at that point... Um, we get into the war, <laughs> um, and Hamilton and Burr. I haven't said who plays anything, have I? No. Uh, well, Miranda plays Hamilton. Leslie Odom Jr. plays Burr. Those are the two most important right now. Um, those two, plus all the friends that we were introduced to earlier, uh, joined the Continental Army. And we're introduced to George Washington, um, who... So, I mean, another cool thing about this plane, too, is that... Um, Everyone is of different races, mm-hmm. and uh, like it's just so cool. And um, oh, who is it that originated? Christopher Jackson, Jackson yeah. originated this role, um, and he's black and he's very tall and very. Uh, the production I saw, it was, it was crazy how Washington, the man who played Washington, was so tall in compared in comparison to Hamilton. So he just looked very, like, a dominant figure, <laughs> like. Um, but anyway, so we're introduced to Washington, and he, um, at this point, isn't like the great general that we know and love. Um, he's His army keeps having to retreat from battle, and they don't have enough troops, and there's a lot of issues going on with the war. Um, and so he realizes, like, he needs a collaborator. He needs someone to help him out if we're going to win this thing. Um, so Burr it, it comes in and talks to Washington and says, oh, I have some thoughts on this and how we can stop the troops from just retreating and how we can fight back. Um, but Washington is much more interested in hearing from Hamilton, who he invites in. And Hamilton um, stole British cannons and he's <laughs> done some things for himself. And so um, he wants um, Hamilton to be his right-hand man, which the song is. And... Um, 
But Hamilton, he wants to lead a command. He wants to fight on the front lines. He feels really hesitant about being basically Washington's secretary mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but he knows oh, he doesn't want to throw away his shot, which keeps coming up in this play. Um, so he accepts the position and decides like he's going to make the most of this role and invites like Lafayette to fight in it, introduces Washington to other people, and so they get um, going on that. Um, then let's have a little romantic interlude yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1780, um, Hamilton and Burr and all the men um, attend this ball hosted by Philip Schuyler, um, father of the Schuyler sisters that we met earlier. Um, Hamilton is a ladies' man. He's very dashing and intelligent. Um, there's a line about how Martha Washington named <laughs> her feral tomcat after Hamilton, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> so, um so there, um, he has this, like, this is the, Hamilton is, like, very admirable for his skills, but also, like, so cocky. <laughs> and he says, um, he kind of sets his sights on the sisters, um, and Burr says, like, if you can marry a sister, your rich son, is it a question of if Burr or which one? <laughs> and so he's like, ah, I'm going to go in and get these women. Um, and so he um, goes to this party and then we go into Helpless, which maybe we should play a little yes, bit. Yes, we now. definitely should. Um, Eliza Hamilton's main song in this. Here we go. Um, yeah, so Eliza sees Hamilton, is instantly smitten with <laughs> Hamilton, um, but of course she's like the Shire sister, and so she has Angelica like go over there and talk to him and bring him over, um, and Hamilton is kind of equally smitten. Um, he starts, once again, like a master of the written word, um, starts writing her these love letters, um, and they're just infatuated each other and so very cute um he proposes um and oh so this song um it's just so cool how many different styles are in this like people talk about it like it's all rap um Mm -hmm. but this one is actually kind of a tribute to um the songs like crazy in love where you'll have like this pop princess um like Beyonce and then you have Jay-Z that comes in and has like a rap interlude in the middle mm-hmm. of it um or Ashanti and rule or, or job rule I can't I'm gonna mess up everyone's thing um which is funny because um they Ashanti and Jar rule actually cover this song later <laughs> um but that's what Lynn is thinking of that like You've got Eliza, this very sweet, like, <laughs> lovely woman. And then you have Hamilton, who's, like, he was an orphan, and he didn't grow up um, in this great situation like the Skylers did. And mm-hmm. he's a little rough, and, and so he comes in and, like, does this rap in the middle of it. <laughs> um, so he explains, like, you know, I don't come for much, but I'll love you. And, and it's really cute. So anyway, they get married. <laughs> um, we get that part. Um then at the wedding, um, this is actually my favorite song. I love this song. Um, so the wedding, Angelica, the old sister, um, is giving a toast uh, to um, Eliza in Hamilton. And 
I'll play this. Yeah, okay. maybe we can yeah. play this little bit of sa Satisfied. Um, during the toast that we actually go back in time and that's staged in a really cool way where the stage, there's like this rotating stage, um, mm -hmm. that everyone's performing on. And so really like everything goes in reverse and everyone kind of goes back to where they were at the start <laughs> of Helpless. Um, so they go back to the night where Eliza and Hamilton met, um, basically through the song, <laughs> I'm gonna cry because it makes me so sad. Um, you learn that Angelica is like in love with Hamilton this whole time. Um, she, yeah, she saw him and was like, loves him because she's also like very intellectual like he is. Um, and she kind of lists out these reasons why it's not a good idea for her to be with him, that she's the oldest daughter and so she's supposed to marry someone rich and that's really like her position in this world. Um, she realizes Hamilton like obviously wants to raise his station. Um, she's not naive enough to think he won't benefit from a marriage like that. Um, but the biggest thing is that like she notices how smitten Eliza is with him and she thinks if the situation were reversed, like Eliza would quickly give up Hamilton and let her sister have him because she loves her so much. Um, <laughs> and the love she has for her sister, um, it's so great. Um, she has this line at the end that just makes me ball and I'll try to keep it together. But um, she says, at least my dear Eliza is his wife. At least I keep his eyes in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and throughout the play, she continues to be in love with them and it's so sad. Um, but um, something that's like so great about this part though is that you have, um, I in other musicals you'll have the two women, so like Les Mis is the best mm -hmm. example I think, where they're pitted against each other, like you really like Cosette or you really like um, mm -hmm. Eponine. And um, in this case though, it's not like both of these women are really strong and they, the like strongest love story in this is their love for each other, not even their love yeah. for Hamilton. Um, and so it's just great. And Hamilton benefits from being associated with both of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it together. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really refreshing to see a female <laughs> relationship where both of the women support each other, even when they could be at each other's throats and tear yeah. each other down. They're sisters. It's yeah. So um, and I'll head straight into more tears. <laughs> um, because then, so at the end of the wedding, there's a little reprise of the story of tonight. Um, Lafayette and Hercules Mulligan and John Lawrence are all drinking with Hamilton. And then Burr shows up to offer his congratulations at the wedding. Um, the other men are not like a fan of her at all. Um, and even Lafayette says, you are the worst, Burr, in his French <laughs> accent. And um, they kind of start taunting him like, we've heard that you have this love affair going on. And what's that all about? And, um, and Hamilton kind of tells him, I'll go away. Um, but says like, but really, you could have brought this girl with you Burr. <laughs> like why not and he says um his lover theodosia is actually married to a british officer which is a big no-no um and hamilton once again as it always comes up is like why aren't you taking action what's keeping you from just being with her like why don't you do something why are you waiting around um and so that leads into his main song which i guess we have to play this yes we definitely too. do this is this might be my favorite song yeah so this is wait for it okay here we go 
Theodosia writes me a letter every day I'm keeping her bed warm while her husband is away He's on the British side in Georgia He's trying to keep the colonies in line Well he can keep all of Georgia Theodosia, she's mine Love doesn't discriminate Between the sinners and the saints It takes and it takes and it takes And we keep loving anyway We laugh and we cry and we break and we make our mistakes And if there's a reason I'm by her side And so many have tried I love this song. Um, yeah, I tell love, us about yeah. it. Okay, I love the line where um, he says, "Like the one thing I control, I can control in this life is myself." Um, I think it's so interesting this juxtaposition between Burr and Hamilton because they both have very similar backgrounds. Um, they're both orphans. Their parents like died or left, um, and their response to that tragedy tragedy in their lives is so different. Yeah. <laughs> Hamilton is like reckless and he, he always feels like there's not enough time because he his loss has taught him that, you know, life is fleeting. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Exactly. And so he's like, you know, constantly writing and working and like pushing himself and he has so much ambition and he's so like brash. And Burr on the flip side has taken the same kind of tragedy and he's learned to be cautious and that, you know, to have control and that, you know, in a world where he can lose so much and there's so much out of his control, there are certain things that he can control, namely himself. And, you know, he's willing to be patient. It's really, really fascinating. And it's like, it perfectly. (laughs) it's it's also interesting because like, you know, we talked about how the Schuyler sisters could have easily been at each other's throats, but they have this really great, strong relationship. And I I find it so interesting when Bert, could be like you know demonized throughout the whole play we really learn to appreciate him and where he's Burr's coming from kind of great he is kind of great <laughs> um I, and that's a huge part of this play is that no no one's perfect but no one's completely villainous either mm-hmm. you um it humanizes burr <laughs> it makes you like him more um you will see later on hamilton is not a perfect person oh, and no. does some terrible things yep. um so yeah that was so well said mm-hmm. um he yeah burr's like we're we're just gonna see how fate like treats me it's already i yeah yep it's already done some terrible things so um at the end of that song too you see um he says like hamilton is on this uphill climb and he's like we get a sense he's very threatened by how quickly hamilton moves and how successful Mm -hmm. he's been Mm -hmm. Um, he sees the parallels between them too yeah and he thinks well, how come Hamilton is successful and I'm not? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, such a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, so back to war stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we have Stay Alive. And so Hamilton, um, again, is like Washington's right-hand man. He, he keeps wanting to fight. And so he keeps asking, give me a command, give me a command, give me a command. Um, and Washington won't do it. And instead promo- promotes this guy called Charles Lee, um, who is kind of a complete failure in battle. Um, goes into battle and then orders a retreat against Washington's orders. Um, and so Washington ends up replacing him with Lafayette. Um, but Lee's disgruntled and is spreading rumors about Washington. Um, and Hamilton, always quick to a fight and always quick to defend someone's honor, um, is very offended by this. But Washington's like, we need to ignore it. <laughs> Just like concentrate on this war. Um, but John Lawrence, um, 
who in this I feel like I'm never gonna bring up like him enough but like they have just a wonderful relationship and there's even I mean there's speculation between the letters on it that they had some kind of like very intimate or even romantic relationship between the two of them and they were very close um so lauren says like well if you're not gonna fight we i'm gonna fight we mm -hmm. um and so they he um what is it and wants to duel him yeah, challenges him. <laughs> thank you challenges him to, <laughs> to a duel um so it's at this point we get a song called 10 dual commandments which sets up like the conditions of a rule a duel and how they work um foreshadowing yeah that's what i wrote <laughs> <laughs> hello foreshadowing <laughs> big letters um it's noted um there are so many like references to other things in this play that i can't bring them all up but this one is um very clearly um notorious big biggie mm. um he has a song called 10 crack commandments <laughs> um and which listening to that yeah it kind of it's structured the same way it's number one and they do a rule number two um so i mean it that's unimportant, I guess, all of the rules that they go through. Um, essentially, they have all these, and Lauren shoots Lee um, mm -hmm. and injures him. Um, and Washington is really pissed off because um, they told him, you know, don't fight, ignore this. Um, so he calls Hamilton in, and there's this good, uh, meet me inside, meet him inside, meet him inside. So, <laughs> um, Washington, um, so he's giving Hamilton a talking to you. Um, and Hamilton's really ir irritated because Washington keeps calling him son and like treating him like a kid. And he's like, you are not my father. Mm -hmm. um, got all that going on. And um, then Washington says, you need to go home. Go home. Cool off. Go home. Um, then he goes home and finds out his wife is pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so Eliza has been writing to Washington and begging um, him to send Hamilton home because of her child. Um, so she sings a song uh, that would be enough. Um, and basically like Hamilton talks about how he's worried that like he's poor and does, is this really the life that he wants? Um, this isn't the life that he wants for Eliza and their child. Um, but her, dang it, Eliza just wants Hamilton and wants to be part of his life. Um, he, like, he's so worried about his legacy and moving forward and making a difference. And he, like, the idiot just doesn't see what's in front of him sometimes. Um, and, yeah, so that part's kind of sad. But, um, just like, this is enough for me and I want this to be enough for you. I just, like, just having you here and me being part of your life is all I've ever wanted. Um... But then we're going to have to play this next yep. <laughs> um, So then we have Guns and Ships. Again, going back to the war. <laughs> Great. Um, Here we go. Yo, turns out we have a secret weapon, an immigrant You know and love who's unafraid to step in He's constantly confusing, confounding the British henchmen Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman I'm taking this horse by the reins, wicked red coats, weather with blood stains Till I'm never gonna stop until I make him drop a brand of muppets, scatter the remains I'm Watch me engaging them, escaping them, and raising them out I go to France for more fun, I come back with more guns and ships and so they're <laughs> um, I have so much respect for David Diggs for David. rapping, rapping with a French accent and doing it all so well. So good. Oh, so Damn good. It. <laughs> ah. So good. Um, 
Oh, I, I just gonna mention this him, and but like Daveed is a super talented rapper. Yeah, um, and I've seen him on some <clears throat> late night show. Um, but he talked about so this this is the fastest song in Broadway history. Um, it beats out. I don't know if you know Company Stephen Songheim, but mm, maybe I, I love that <laughs> musical so much. But there's um, a song I'm not getting married today, and okay. she does this whole like she's freaking out about getting married and does this. This one's faster. <laughs> it's it's so fast. Um, he but David on this late night show said, "Well, like that's Broadway fast. I can go faster." And he raps it. You hear his oh, actual stuff. Wow. And he is like so freaking fast. Wow. Um, but this part's so great. <laughs> um, he so yeah, Lafayette just killing it <laughs> on the battlefield. Um, he so in the like middle of that song when it finally slows down, um, he and Washington kind of realize. Uh, so Lafayette, who's French, gets the French on America's side, so they have their support. Um, and he talks with Washington, and they realize that they can cut the British off at Yorktown and win the war, but they need someone's help. And whose help? Hamilton! <laughs> um, so Hamilton finally gets his command. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so they call, they call in Hamilton from home. Um, he's going to get to lead some troops. Um then, oh, we should play this in two, but we won't. <laughs> we can skip it. Um, Washington sings the song, History Has Its Eyes on You. Such a good one. Um, and really, it is kind of the pinnacle. Of, it's like the whole point of the play. Yeah. Um, he talks about his disastrous first command and how, like, you cannot control how, you re- how you're remembered. And this is the big line of the play, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. The people that are left behind after you are the ones who, the ones who remember you are going to control how you're viewed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, over time. Yeah. Um, and you don't get to choose who that is. Yep. <laughs> um, so he kind of st- sets the stage there. And so we're all amped up <laughs> for Yorktown. Um, again, it's hard to find a spot to play. So we don't have to. But um, so this is the Battle of Yorktown. Um, the end of the war (laughs) and um so hamilton finally gets to lead some troops in this battle um and he really goes in and seizes the opportunity um he talks about um take the bullets out your guns the bullets out your guns um and basically like he thinks of everything he um has the troops take um the bullets out of their guns so that they won't discharge and um, yeah that won't give them away to the british troops um anyway and you kind of see how everyone else like Lawrence has been off um, fighting against slavery, and Hercules Mulligan has been a spy, and like everyone comes together <laughs> in this good moment, um, and it, there's a white flag, and it's victory, <laughs> and um, there's a triumphant moment of we won, we won, um, <laughs> the world turned upside down. <laughs> what no one thought would happen actually happens. Um, so if you haven't seen that's online that was their tony awards performance so everyone should just go watch it because it's good um then um who comes back but king george um i love how he just kind of pops in and like comments on what's happening um so he comes in and is like okay yeah you, you won and like but guess what you're not going to be governed be able to govern on your own it's a lot harder than you think it is and you're gonna come crawling back and, um so it gives that kind of message um he yeah um, so really the play could just end there. <laughs> I mean, not the play, but that act, like mm-hmm. it's such like a big, like banger of a number. <laughs> um, but, 
um, we do go on into like, that's not where, um, it, the work stops, right? Like great. You've won the revolution, but now you have to set up this country. <laughs> and so the good, the play does a good job of like setting that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a beautiful song. So like among the great coincidences between Hamilton and Burr, um, they also had children around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, should we play a little bit of Dear Sweet Because yeah. that one's really pretty. It is really pretty. <laughs> okay, here it is. Dear Theodosia, what to say to you? You have my eyes, you have your mother's name When you came into the world you cried And it broke my heart Yeah. Uh, so, Burr has Theodosia named after, um, I guess they get married, <laughs> his <Yeah>. wife. <laughs> um, and then Hamilton has Philip. Um, and it's just beautiful. They talk about, um, they sing to their children, you will come of age with our young nation. And so they have like this new country and new children and like they, all the hopes and dreams they have for their kids and how they've established this nation really so that their children will have something better to live in. Yeah. Um, there's a song then after that point, since we've already brought the mood down, <laughs> um, there's a song, um, the, this is the one part that's not on the album. Um, and it's not really a song, um, and it's titled Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us. Um, Hamilton gets a letter that Eliza reads um, from John Lawrence's father um, saying that he was killed in a skirmish um, after the war had already ended. Um, and dang it, <laughs> that part's so sad because he, Lawrence, comes out and sings um, Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us from the story of tonight. Um, and Hamilton just like looks so crushed <laughs> that even like when they've won the war, there's still like loss and hardship ahead of him. Um, then, then we bring it up again <laughs> a little bit. Um, so this act ends on the number nonstop. Um, we, Hamilton and Burr, um, again, just running parallel lives, both return to New York, both end up becoming lawyers. Um, Hamilton, again, will just like, I didn't just talk and talk and talk is he's there's a part Burr's like oh, yeah like all you had to say was this like sit down um, during their case uh, but he takes everything so seriously and like this is the first criminal case and we need to establish a precedent and um so Hamilton is chosen to speak at the constitutional convention um he gives a six-hour speech where he proposes his own plan for a new form of government um say who the heck is this <laughs> um he, yeah, so they're setting up the country. Hamilton then goes and knocks on Burr's door, and he's, so he's trying to defend the Constitution and get it passed. Um, and so he asked Burr for his help to write and publish, like, anonymous articles that support the Constitution, um, which are the Federalist Papers, which is probably, um, like, the main reason that people know Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so Burr, once again, is like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to choose sides. Um, so they go back to that. If you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? Um, so without Burr's help, um, he enlists, now I'm trying to remember who it is. James Madison. Uh, yeah. And uh, T. 
two other guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Why is my AP US government failing me now? I'm Googling know, right? it. Who wrote the, the Federalist oh, Papers? And watch my history teacher will probably okay, listen was, to this and be so ashamed. It was Hamilton, Madison, John Jay. Thank you, John Jay. Yeah. I'm going to forget. Um, so he, the three of them write the Federalist Papers Um there's a line, Hamilton, one of them got sick and so only wrote mm-hmm. five, and Madison could wrote, wrote like, like 30 or yeah. something. Um, Hamilton wrote 51 mm-hmm. out of like the 85 Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an insane work ethic and wrote <laughs> so quickly and so like ferociously. Um, we get an update on Angelica, who got married. Um, she says, he is not a lot of fun, <laughs> but there is no one who can match you for turn of phrase, which is, she's telling Hamilton. Um, she still writes him and, like, still, like, holds a torch for Hamilton and loves him. <laughs> um, and I said she still flirts it on up <laughs> on time, but she's married and living in London. Um, Eliza is frustrated because she feels kind of, like, shut out of Hamilton's life with all of these initiatives that he's going for. Um, and let's see, Hamilton becomes secretary of the treasury for now president Washington. Um, yeah. And I guess in Eliza's frustration, Hamilton says, I'm not throwing away my shot. And that's kind of how act one ends. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Cool. Well, um, we're at 55 minutes. <laughs> I, so. yep, I knew I wasn't able to do it. <laughs> it's all good. So we're going to actually make this into two episodes. So join us again next week. Could you to... hear that good theme song again? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so join us again next week. And uh, as always, you can follow us on Pop Cult, or sorry, <laughs> on Twitter, at PC Footnotes. <laughs> Um, Do we on, have our own like social media platform now? Is that, uh, that would be nice, but no. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. Um, if you are listening on iTunes or Castbox FM or any of the other platforms where we are available, uh, be sure to check out our website, popculture-footnotes.com. Um, you can also check, uh, or sorry, you can also. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I've still got Hamilton on the mind. It's hard for me to come up with my own words. Um, but yeah, so if you if there's something that you want us to talk about, shoot us an email um, with a suggestion. We are at popculturefoodnotes at gmail.com. So that's going to be it for us this week. Oh, also thanks to DJ PJ for writing our song, which will be our outro. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Don't throw away your shot. Yep. Come back for part two. Yep. <laughs> Great. We'll see you then. Bye.